Hello, my name is Lavina Ray, the new chair of NSH's Awards Committee, and I will be hosting the second season of NSH's podcast series, Awards Cast. In this series, recipients of various NSH awards and scholarships will discuss the projects these scholarships have funded and share some of the life-changing opportunities they have encountered as a result of their involvement in the scholarship program. In this episode, Julie Trejo interviews Newcomer Helping Hand Award winner, Linda Sherapau. Linda has been working in Uganda for the past two years, establishing a histology laboratory at a Ugandan Cancer Institute. She plans to use the funds from this award for a return trip, this time to assist the University Veterinary School in Uganda and the organization Gorilla Doctors reach their goal of better wildlife health and disease surveillance. I'll now turn it over to Julie and Linda. Hi, my name is Julie Trejo. I'm the president of the Missouri Society for Histotechnology and last year's winner of the Lyco Leadership and Management Scholarship. I'm here with Linda Sherapau, the 2018 recipient of the Newcomer Helping Hand Award. So, Linda, you plan to use this award to help train histologists in the veterinary school in Uganda, but you started your work in the country setting up a lab in the Uganda Cancer Institute. How did you first become involved in the Cancer Center Project? So I was working for Amgen, which is a biotech company. And in 2014, in October, they closed our site down. And so I was working for a job. And my former boss, Dr. Julie Haybecker, who worked at the Hutch, I used to work at the Hutch, she called me up and asked me what I was doing. And I told her I was looking for a job. And she basically said, would you like to moved to Uganda for a while. And I said, sure. So that was in February of 2015. I did a little side work for about three months in Florida. And then in November of 2015, both Julie and I went to Uganda to set up the lab. So actually, Fred Hutch is the collaborator with the Ugandan Cancer Institute. So the building in Uganda is called the Hutchinson Cancer Research Institute. So we we got there in November, and we were there for a month. We were validating the instrumentation, and then she left, and so I was there for approximately a year and a half. Wow, that sounds great. You spent two years there training histotechnologists? So I actually trained two people in Uganda, Lazarus, and then the the other person is Diane Basimer. What were some of the challenges you faced during that time? So some of the challenges were when I got in there, we would have leaks in the lab. We had about seven leaks in the lab, and we had to clean the lab every single day because the amount of dust that was in the lab was just uh, unbearable. And so electricity would go out. Our equipment, our consumables weren't there yet. Uh, We had to wait two months for that. So there were quite a few challenges that took place. But through the support and the dedication of the staff there, we found out that basically the filters hadn't been cleaned that were on the roof. So once those had been cleaned every two months, we didn't have any more dust. And then the temperature would oscillate between, say, like 17 degrees Celsius to 37 degrees Celsius. And we found out that the sensors were not hooked up in the original setup. So once all that was taken care of, then the lab was running beautifully. 
how did you get involved in this new project with the gorilla doctors at the faculty university veterinary school? So I actually had been in contact. So working with Amgen, I had some colleagues who were some of the gorilla doctors. And so while I was in Uganda, I went ahead and reached out to them. And at my first attempt, I didn't receive any emails. And then on my second attempt, I got an email from them. And so we started talking, and I said I was going to be here for a while, and they sent me images of some of the histology that had been done there. The processing was very good. The thing was a little off. So I received the blocks from them. I re-embedded, recut, and stained them, sent the images back to them. And from that moment on, we started the collaboration. So while I was there, I did work for them, too. I went back in February of 2018 and worked with them again for a month. Well, I had read that sometimes with being in, in Uganda, that the specimens, because then they'd have to go to the state to be processed and, and everything like that, but it would, could take you actually a year to get the results off the gorilla. Is that correct? So what was happening is transportation. So there are three countries that have mountain gorillas, and that's the Democratic Republic of the Congo, Rwanda, and Uganda. And so depending on how long it took them to get the samples from one place to another, it could take, you know, it could take several months to at least get the samples to a lab and then get them processed and then also to get them evaluated because at one time there was somebody who was doing it, but then they had to contact people from UC Davis. And so it could take a while. So the idea was is that when I went back in in February of 2018, the goal was to do sampling, get the samples, bring those in, process them, cut them, and take them all the way through, and then evaluate them and write a report. And they wanted everything done within three months. So when I was there, we did our first sampling, and we were able to do it like in, in two months. So That is wonderful. That is increasing the, the time with your, your project there in Uganda. That's wonderful. Did you have a previous background in veterinary histology? Yes. So um, a little bit about my background. I have a degree in forestry and wildlife. I've been a zookeeper. I also worked for two vet schools. I worked for National Marine Fishery Service, so I did uh, research on fish and crabs and marine mammals. And I did research on alligators. And then I worked for biotech companies, and I was an necropsy coordinator. And then the very last job I had was with the Bronx Zoo in their pathology department. So with that experience, I've just started my own business. So I have a global histology consulting business. That is wonderful. Uh, Necropsy is a a difficult job to do, but it's needed. I uh, applause for that. (laughs) What do the gorilla doctors do? So how they kind of got started is, you know, through the dedication of Diane Fossey's research with mountain gorillas, the gorilla doctors became a reality for the protection and care of mountain gorillas. So probably in the mid-80s, there were only about 300 mountain gorillas, and now there are approximately over a 1,000 of them. So the gorilla doctors basically do monitoring. They monitor their health, and they do veterinary 
intervention of these animals. They provide rescuing. They study their health. They do conduct postmortems on these animals and provide biological sampling of these animals. So when you were in Uganda, you were doing the necropsy of the gorillas themselves? Or would another doctor do that? So how this all works is that they have trekkers and guides follow these animals. So if an animal goes down, they're able to contact the wildlife veterinarians pretty soon, like say like within four to eight hours. And then there's somebody that can be there. For example, there was one animal that she had just given birth, but she had mastitis. They were able to treat her. And if a gorilla is necropsied, then they either bring it to a facility or they actually do the necropsy in the field. Then those tissues are collected, and then those are brought to the lab. So from there, depending upon which country they're in, if it's in Uganda, they actually brought the lab, and I actually trimmed in in the tissues and then processed them and cut them and so on. Well, what will be the goal of your next prayer? Will this be working with, with the gorilla, or is this going for more of a clinical for the Uganda population? So actually, the goal for this trip is to empower the wildlife veterinarians and the lab techs and provide them with tools so they, they're able to do diagnostic evaluations on both the live animals and also determine health problems that can contribute to their, you know, to their deaths. So I'll be over and teaching the wildlife veterinarians how to trim in tissues because that's not something, you know, I mean, they, when they go to vet school, they, they do a little bit of trimming, but that's not one of the things that they're usually proficient at. So it's a matter of going over there and improving their techniques. And then also, too, working with the technical staff, both probably in Uwanda and Uganda, with the lab technologists there to improve their histology. When do you plan on taking another trip? So the goal is, is that I actually will be going to Liberia because I'm going to spend three months in Liberia to set up a lab there. And then after that, so hopefully in July or August of this year, I'll be going over back to East Africa. How long will you be in East Africa? Say, are you going for three months or about two years again? No, so this is probably shorter period of time. So this will be probably for about two months. Well, I love your trip and all the work that you're doing. We appreciate you, your hard work, and everything else. So thank you. I, it's kind of, it's a legacy career, I hope, and um, I've been thoroughly enjoying it, and hopefully I get to do some more work. Well, to see that you took two years in Uganda, that's a, that's a brave thing to do, but the things that you've done to test histotax teaching and training them so that can help further the future is a wonderful thing. So we'd like to say thank you. Oh, thank you. So, Linda, that wraps up my questions for you. Thank you for joining us today. We look forward to hearing more about the results of your trip when you get back. Well, thank you very much. And, again, I would like to thank the NSH and newcomers for, for the award. So thank you very much for talking with me.